0: So this is the Self-Development with TACTICS book. We're gonna pump through a book. The book is called The Antidote: Happiness for people who can't stand positive thinking by Oliver Berkman. It's a little bit cynical, as you might hear by the title. (laughs) It's a little bit of a a cynical book, but as Derek Silver says, it's quite of a good book with a ra- rating, rating, not ration, rating. Uh, Eight out of ten, which is which is quite good, you know. By his standards, I'd say kind of, because I mean he went through such so many books and stuff. But yeah, anyway, there's gonna be more after this is the intro, as always, because I shouldn't waste too much of your time, and yeah, my time is just not that of Just I don't care. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I think it, this is going to be about, as he says, it's going to be about stoicism, meditation, death. It's a little bit of a philosophical book, I assume. And I kind of also hope because this just gives a lot of space for interpretations and a lot of space for just talking about it and uh, f- being even more philosophical philosophical about it, I would say. Quite, but I don't know. Just quite. I don't know. Quite. I don't know. But quite, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so surprisingly deep and philosophical, the first book I've read in years that makes me want to read it twice. The Thailand cover make it seem like, seem, uh, light, seem like, 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 light pop, but it is a wonderfully like, cynical British journalist diving into stoicism, meditation, death, etc. The first point, the outcome we are seeking to avoid is exactly the one we, which, uh, the one to which we seem magnetically lured, like not thinking, but a white bear. AKA a polar bear, assume, but but it's definitely the case. Like if I just tell somebody, don't think about that, the person's just 100% gonna, did I say talk? Think, uh, the person's gonna definitely, first of all, actually also talk about it, I guess, but definitely also think. But the point there as well is, I think, and I, th- this was actually, I mean, it's, it's it's the first thing, it's the first quote-unquote question, it's the first statement, but I think it is a really important one, a pretty interesting one as well, because how much are we actually self-sabotaging ourselves, you know? I, I do wonder, I really do wonder if, it is, if this is like a, a huge thing for a lot of people, or if it is like just something that just happens to some people, you know, it's, it's not necessarily something that everybody does, but just yeah you know i wonder i really do wonder and i think it is also kind of definitely the case that all the things we are just not allowing ourselves to do and we are maybe not even kind of supposed to do but but we at least not allowing ourselves we're not just we don't we shouldn't be doing certain things these are just the things that make us go for for these things actually you know just the knowing that we shouldn't be doing those things alone is just enough to actually want to to get there kinda, even though it's just probably some bullshit and even though it is actually something that you do not really want to have but just not having it is a good drive. Those who began the process with low esteem became appreciably less happy as a result of telling themselves that that they were lovable. They didn't feel particularly lovable to begin with and trying to convince themselves otherwise merely solidified their negativity. Positive thinking had made them feel worse. I gotta have to actually read that once again. Those who began the process the process with low self-esteem became appreciably less happy as a result of telling themselves that they were lovable. Which is just positive thinking, okay? They didn't feel particularly lovable, lovable to begin with and trying to convince themselves otherwise merely solidified their negativity. There, which probably also is kind of uh, translating into, wow, I can't even just think about it. I can't even make myself think that I am a good person. And then you're again judging yourself. I think just everything is based on us judging ourselves and us just being assholes to ourselves, basically. You know, first of all, we are assholes to other people, definitely, but often to ourselves as well, which is a fucked up thing. Stoicism, which was born in Greece and matured in Rome, should not be confused with stoicism, as the word is commonly used today, a very uncomplaining resignation. Real stoicism involves developing a kind of masculine calm. In the face of trying to circumstances. Yes. Because I think. And I think it is a really important thing as well. If I if I think about it. And I think it is also something that really makes my life just way better. Being calm. And be, I mean, being calm in just various different situations. Like if it is about just some things that might happen. And then staying calm. Like okay. Everything is going to be fine. Everything is just going to be okay. And if it is not going to be okay. Then I'm still going to be calm. Quite. And but also just. I think therefore as well actually kind of taking cold shower is a good thing because if you just be like wow it's fucking cold uh, it is cold then it's gonna be fucking ass cold it's gonna be really fucking fucking fuck 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 cold you know it, it really is gonna be but if you are calm and if you just stay in the shower and wait till uh, your timer alarms or your alarm alarms or just something else goes off it's, it's not gonna be that of a bad thing and which is, by the way, something that I kind of have, uh, quote-unquote, found, I guess. Some sort, of actually. Um, if we talk about, for example, the Wim Hof method, which is basically a breathing method and also meditation. Breathing, meditation, and cold exposure. The thing is, everything is about being calm. Everything is about not stressing around. And I think this is quite, like, the the goal, quite, I would say. The whole breathing technique is kind of, for me at least, as as I'm seeing, as I'm looking through it, it's it's just really making you calm because the only thing that you're gonna think about is the breathing thing, you know? You're not gonna think about something else. It's only gonna be about breathing, which just makes you incredibly calm if you're able to do so. If you're really able to just focus on your breath, focus on uh, just whatever, and the meditation as such as well, you know, you have to stay calm, you have to just, just stay, you know, kind of present, I'd say and not get just fucked by your thoughts and all those things and in the end, the cold exposure is just a way to to train it and also see if you're able to do so because as I said before, if you're just in a cold shower and you stress out like fuck, it's it's gonna be way colder, but if you're just calm and if you calm yourself down, then it's not gonna be such a severe thing, it's not gonna be such a bad thing, Um, on the other hand, I think this is just also, first of all, I think it is a way to test things, but it is also a way to just develop things even further. Because if you are able to stay calm in a fucking ass culture, which is not that of an easy thing, really not, then you're probably also able to just do that in slightly more pleasing environments. You know, whether it is just, I don't know, having a public speech or something else, whatever it might be, that you're also able to do its then, You know, which is definitely a cool thing and also a pretty necessary and useful thing. Spending time and energy thinking about how well things could go actually reduces most people's motivation to achieve them. (laughs) They confused visualizing success with having already achieved it. Ah, I see. I see. I, I really do see. And I've actually never thought about it in that way. Like, really making yourself think that that everything is gonna gonna be well and then actually kind of thinking that everything is well and w- w- which then makes you f- think like well why should I do actually anything because everything is well and everything is nice you know I don't have to do anything like everything is fine I kind of think about Rastafari there but I just you know this is just some you know stoner uh what is it called you know some things that are kind of our in culture and people say it about other people but it's definitely not the case like some some bullshit actually in the end it's, it's something like this And if you're a rastafari i don't care about that i'm happy if you're happy about that and i like that like i don't give a shit i really don't i really don't don't, 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 don't. i really want to use this more often because i think it makes just everything a little bit more pleasant and I'm able to just go around just post-editing. If I just already do it when I'm just sitting here. And by the way, I, c- I could actually... And I thought about it t- today and I've also looked it up. I could use the other phone that I'm having that I'm normally using for recording as well. And I could use it as a desk to just switch between all those things. Which would make things a little bit tiny bit easier. Because I don't have to reach there quite. On the other hand, there's another thing that I have to power and charge and all those things. Which I'm maybe going to forget about. And on the th- w- w- But I just have... Possibly more possibilities. Quite, you know, quite, because I'm I'm having a screen there, and I'm probably having like I'm I'm having two rows, but no, it's, it's this is is this a row or is this a row? I'm I'm at least having two by whatever, you know, whether it's a row or not doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, interesting thing, interesting interesting thing. Can you please go? Thank you. Switch to negative visualization instead, and and to start focusing on all the ways in which things could go wrong. Uh, I don't know. I think it... I don't know. I, I I think that... And this is something that I've been talking about before. And this is something that I that I personally wouldn't suggest. Because I'm at this point in time not seeing like the benefits of it right now. There might be some. But I, at this point in time, wouldn't suggest something like that. Because I don't know if this is gonna just give you just a fucking lot of fucking anxiety and shit. Because you know that shit's, uh, shit's gonna be bad and stuff. Like, yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah. Tranquility was achieved... Was to be achieved not by trenously chasing after enjoyable experiences, but by cultivating a kind of calm in- indifference towards one's circumstances. Yeah, this is actually what I've been referring to. Like if you're also calm about your circumstances, you're not gonna stress out like, okay, I should have this car, I should have this and that. But 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 you're yeah, maybe just calm and, and see what what the fuck you're having and also be grateful for that. I kinda I kinda tend to and I should actually be a little bit conscious about that, like just not uh not just talking about so many things that are good and just saying like, okay, this is being calm. Because they might not. Uh, so, so, so I don't know. Like, for me, somehow, I feel like, I don't know if it makes sense or not, but it somehow it's like also being calm, you know? And I don't fucking know why I'm so nausal or nozzle today. Really pisses me off a little tiny bit. So, I, I haven't actually read the whole one. One way to do this is, one way to do this, the Stoics argued, or Stoics argued, was by turning towards negative emotions and experiences, not shunning them, but examining them closely instead. Yes, this is things that, for example, Gary Vee does. It basically means just visualizing that something bad is going to happen, because this just makes you grateful that it is not happening at this point in time. But it also, on the other hand, makes you prepared, kind of, you know? You're not going to be prepared for those bad things that are maybe going to happen, like... I hope they're not going to happen, but they're maybe going to happen. And if they then happen, then everything is going to be fine and everything is going to be okay. Because you've already thought about it. You've already just have, you've already had a close look at them and examined them, as they say. Yeah, most of us, the Stoics point out, go through life under the delusion that, that it is certain people, situations or events that make us sad, anxious or angry. Which is not the case. We always choose. But nothing outside our... Uh, your own mind can probably be described as negative or positive at all. What actually causes suffering are the beliefs you hold about those things. Yeah, this is definitely the case and I just do want to spend a little bit time on that because I think this is a first of all major point in, in Stoicism and second of all a major point that I really believe in. If you think that somebody hurted you, then somebody hurted you. If you don't think that somebody hurted you, And I'm just now referring to psychological or psychological uh, pain, I'd say. Even though it might be a relatively bad example there. Even though I just do not actually want to talk about pain, but but being hurt. Feeling hurt, you know? I feel hurt because this person said something. This is a good example. If somebody said something and you feel hurt because of that, it's not about what he said. It's not about what she said. It's not about what anybody said. It is about what you think about this particular thing that he said, you know? It's, It's not... This thing as such, or per se, it is how you're just feeling about it. It's it's about you. It's not about the thing, it is about you and how you are viewing it. Because we can view things in different lights. When somebody just says to me that I should shut the fuck up, I could be like, well, fuck you, and could really be just pissed and stuff. But it could also be like, well, maybe I've been talking too much. Maybe I've been just saying only bullshit. Maybe there's been something else, which I think also results in being calm, kind of. Like, being like, well, understanding it, not just getting just angry and stuff, but just staying calm, kind of. But this is a major point. Like, we are in control of a lot of things. Thoughts, feelings, quite, not. sometimes not really quite. You know, because, of course, if somebody dies, we can still somehow decide because it is a situation. You know, it is a situation that is happening and the situation doesn't necessarily have to or has to make us feel a certain way. What I want to say is that if you are does this work? No, it doesn't. If something happens, if you lose something, you don't have to cry, you know? It's not about the situation. It is about, we basically decide, even though sometimes this is a little bit difficult to say, because as I said, like if somebody dies, it's going to be sad, you know? And I also think that then it is just really fine if you're sad and stuff. Like, uh, I don't want to say that, you know, but 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 we decide. It is in our charge and we are in charge of Choosing how we feel, choosing what we think, choosing how how we view things, our perspective, all those things we can decide. What makes the prospect of starvation or exposure distressing is, in the first place, the beliefs that you hold about the disadvantages of death. Like, yeah, of course, I mean, you, you can think about starvation, about death and, and all those things. You can think about these things also in a good light, probably. And not only in, like ah I'm gonna die and I'm just not, not gonna be there any longer and stuff but you could also be like well uh, I wonder what's gonna happen I do no. but this is not like you have really have to be careful about that like if you're in a situation that you're maybe gonna die pretty soon or something or somebody else then um, I don't know like you can really shift your focus into a positive direction rather than a negative one but it is but it doesn't mean that that dying is better than living I really want to point that out really 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 one of the greatest enemies of human happiness is hedonic adaptation. I don't know what I don't know what hedonic means. Relating to characterized by or considered in terms of pleasant or unpleasant sensations. Hedonic adaptation. I don't know what this has kind of to say, but I think it 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 kind of is an important thing. <laughs> I would say I'm not quite sure, but I think it is something that's quite important. Well, you because we uh, anyway going to go through. Uh, thinking about the possibility of losing something, your value shifts it from the backdrop of your life back to center stage. Yes, as we have probably experienced right now as well. Like if we think about not having food, we're going to buy a lot of fucking food and toilet paper and all those things. We're going to just get really greedy and really fucking selfish and all these things because... It's, it's not something that we are consciously thinking about often and therefore just being, I, I'm actually so grateful for the things that I'm having. And the the podcast as such actually makes me really grateful because I'm often talking about it and because I, I often have something to do with it, which just reminds me once again that I'm able to sit here. I, I might not be in best shape at this point in time, as you might hear and stuff. I don't actually know why. I haven't been eating anything up to this point and it is 4 p.m. So it might be because of that. <laughs> I don't really know. But the thing is, I'm able to sit here, I'm able to record something, I'm able to just put out something that maybe is going to change somebody and I should actually be really happy about it, even though nobody's watching. Nobody's watching, but uh, I'm actually quite fine with that. you know. Of course, I, I would be extremely happy if, if I had an audience, uh, but but I have not, you know. But I shouldn't be also like, okay, I'm so sad, uh, I would like to have one. Like, just of course, like, who doesn't would want something, well, or who, who wouldn't like, yeah. This is uh, what I think is how you say, but yeah, anyway. Let's see, I think this is gonna be the last one. Thinking about, oh, reassurance can actually exacerbate anxiety. When you reassure your friend that the worst case scenario he fears probably won't occur, you inadvertently reinforces belief that it would be catastrophic if it did. <clears throat> Um, Like, I think this is definitely based on, like, uh, thinking that something bad is going to happen so that you're actually then going to be prepared when it happens. Uh. Yeah, I think, yeah, it must be based on that, which is something that I'm not quite sure of. It is kind of the best thing to do because I can be prepared by thinking about it, but I don't necessarily have to be just uh, negative or something, you know, quite. And, and think about it all the time. Like, of course, I can think through it once and then, then that's quite it. But I don't have to be obsessed with negative shit and don't have to just uh, let this dictate my life quite, quite. know, But I think just preparing yourself for for these things makes sense. This is also one of the reasons why stoic people uh, have also been doing like just sleeping on the ground. Because if you're poor, you're going to sleep on the fucking ground. And if you just are practicing this before, then it's going to be fine if it is actually the case. Or just eating only bullshit in terms of like just food that's not really tasty. Food that might not be your just favorite one and, and stuff like that for a week. Or something, so that you are just prepared for uh, potential bad times, which is not something that's negative. But I think it is just, yeah, like, yeah. I I think I think the the stoics the stoics have to, to really have something in between optimism and I think it's it's a good optimism. I would say because it is not delusion or something. Um, quite like it it is optimism, but it is optimism in a way that I have to say like it's 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 a good optimism. Quite. Even though sometimes it's it's just kind of too pessimistic, kind of, but then I have to 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 rethink and think about it in a different light and, and just, it's actually pretty difficult to explain that and see that being too delusional is also just not good and that this might be just a way to put you back into like perspective and put you back in like the, the middle there, the good optimism. Like not negative, this is shit and they know that as well, but being delusional is also shit and they also know, so they just do something in between, I guess. But yeah. Anyway, the question of today, by the way, uh, the question of today is, do you think that you're, you are an optimistic person? And if you're not, then you maybe should change that up and do something about that. Because as also Will Smith said, there is a delusional quality that a lot of successful people, or that all successful people have to have. And he kind of exactly said it in this way, because it is something that's dead in my mind for, I don't know, five years or something. Uh, it's an amazing quote. Actually, I'm really happy that I've rediscovered it quite yesterday and the days before, I guess. Not quite sure. Uh, it's an amazing thing. But yeah, anyway. I am going to see you the next time. I do hope that my nose all just fucking noise wasn't that disturbing. Uh, Yeah. Maybe we should actually drink something. There is it. Uh, so I wish you the best health, wealth, happiness and also success and also hope that you're going to be fine. Everything is fine. I really hope that your family is fine and I really also have to thank you for just giving me some attention, giving me uh all those things that you're giving to me quite you know that there is something to or that, that, that there is somebody that's listening to whatever i'm talking about whatever i'm saying uh i really am grateful for every single one and yeah thank you for that i appreciate that and i am hopefully gonna see you the next time so uh bye bye i would say and three other questions that i have for you as well just so that i don't forget about that why are you here what are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most these three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea which is a good thing but yeah Gonna see you the next time. Bye bye and thank you from the bottom of my heart.